0: I think I just invite Jack up to the stage. And Jack, just unmute yourself. There we go.
1: What's right. happening? Hello?
0: Jack, hey, how's it going? Good. How you doing? You can, can you hear me? me? Yeah, I got you now. All right. And let me see who else we need to... The... And Nick, we got Nick... Wag, you're in. Let me invite you to Spike, and we speak. And oh, there's appreciate.
1: Mitch too. Wow,
0: got the whole crew together doing wow. boys struggle session, gentlemen. Unmute your mics at the bottom of the screen.
2: <coughs> I see. There A we go. Way, Mitch.
0: I see as well. Hi, hey, how's it going? Thank y'all so much for joining me tonight on Culture. Very excited. Uh, to talk with you, talk with you about wrestling.
2: Thank you for having us. What a treat! This is I'm new to this app as well, so. Yes.
0: Yeah, so yeah, me
3: too. I'm I'm, I'm happy. To, I'm happy to be here. This is uh, I'm very excited. This is a a fun episode.
0: Yeah, and yeah, that first, was great. Yeah. First tip for the app: mute, try, mute your mic if you're not speaking because it does pick up, it can pick up a lot of noise.
2: Okay. Good to know. Yeah. I
0: was
3: so, building something.
2: You know what? What are you building? <laughs> <laughs> Ikea bookshelf. Oh, nice. Yeah, multitasking. Uh, no, yeah, just I've got my windows open, but maybe I'll close my windows if the, the noise is too annoying. I'll mute my.
0: Yeah, but thank y'all so much uh, for joining me today. I'm so happy to talk wrestling with all of you. You're such wonderful people, wonderful guys. But I feel like we don't get to talk wrestling as much because we both have podcasts that are just, you know— so, you know, high browing. We don't really dive into this sort of lowly entertainment professional wrestling, but it's nice yeah. know, to get
1: down The Doughboys are talking about the, the French fries at McDonald's. So yeah, to to lower themselves to something like yeah. this is a little ridiculous. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to have you on.
0: And Jack, this is your, you know, you're we're kind of breaking you in because I know we're we've been watching AEW for a while, but Jack, you texted me this week and we're like I think I'm ready to dive mm-hmm. into professional wrestling.
1: That's right. You know, I, uh, uh, and I did. I watched last week's, you know, uh, uh, Dynamite and Rampage. And I think I'm starting to get, you know, I'm starting to like understand the appeal of it. I watched tonight and I thought it was very exciting. Um, you know, this seems like it'll be a good way to spend fucking three, four hours a week. You know, why not? Yeah, Jack, I know you're an anime enthusiast, mm-hmm.
2: and I think this kind of operates in the same sort of, you know, it, it, not, a- anime isn't a monolith, wrestling isn't a monolith, but, but it, it's the same sort of thing, I think, where it's like, it can be operatic and can be a little melodramatic. Uh, yeah. They it can, it can have very clear stakes, very clear heroes and villains, and I, I think those archetypes are appealing. And yeah. uh, wrestling in some ways is like the most distilled form of storytelling in today's media.
1: Yeah, I think you can also like, there. there's a kind of like fun dumbness to it that lets you maybe like <laughs> get away with some more stuff. Sure. I don't mean that in like a like mean way or anything. Like I kind of like the, I like that it's for everybody, you know, as as, as I'm kind of watching it. And, and you mentioned anime. I also think a good, you know, uh, uh counter you know is 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 like dc comics and marvel comics i read uh, i grew up reading a whole lot of sure yeah yeah it feels like it's like really in the sort of you know heritage of of dc just these you know intricate continuities of like large men in skin tight outfits you know beating each other up
0: yeah absolutely Uh, and and jack I want to ask you, we can get right into the show. Speaking of large men, (laughs) what did you think of seeing Keith Lee for the first time?
1: So, listen, I I had a nice big long walk with Mitch earlier today, and he (laughs) had actually warned, you know, told me that this is what the rumor was, is that Keith Lee was going to be coming. I don't really know anything about Keith Lee. But, but you know, seeing him tonight, I was like, good God. First of all, finally some, some representation for, for big guys, you know, for big guy <laughs> for all the big guys out there. I thought it was fucking wild to watch this man just like toss, you know, his opponent around and also – like sprightly like literally hop over this man's head i was like i can't jump more than like half a foot or something it was truly (laughs) inspiring to watch this 350 pound man like jump six feet in the air i i thought that was like a really (laughs) insane match just for a guy as big as that to be as athletic as that is is astonishing frankly
2: yeah, he's an awesome athlete. And when when and and uh, I, I want to get Mitch's thoughts on Keith Lee as well, because we both have been watching Keith Lee since PWG days before he signed with WWE and then left WWE and now has as as reemerged at AEW. Uh, but I like that was one of the first when I started going to PWG pro wrestling guerrilla, which is what got me back into wrestling, being a lapsed fan for many years. Uh, the live shows in LA uh, up in uh, up in Reseda and the the foreign Legion, whatever that, that, that hall was. Uh, It was Keith Lee was one of the first matches I saw. And I was like, this guy is incredible. Like he's so, he's such a great presence. And to your point, yeah, just an incredible athlete for his size or for any size. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. uh, a similar story, story to Nick that I got back into wrestling by going to PWG uh and Keith Lee was like one of the first guys because Ricochet used to do it and then when I he did yes when we went there was Riddle who is now in WWE Jack Riddle is pretty big in WWE at the moment and and uh and Keith Lee and Riddle was like Riddle really embraced us He saw me, Jack. He saw me, and he went, "IFC." He 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 was (laughs) 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 a Birthday Boys
1: fan. Wow! He he
3: knew the he knew the Birthday Boys, Uh, and then we like talked to those guys like a little because that's the way uh, in Reseda, It was really it was kind of a really cool setup up there, and you could talk to those guys a little bit. And Keith Lee, I loved. We never got to talk to him as much, Nick, but he was uh, he he uh, was just always so cool and and powerful and. And like a guy would you didn't really see too much in wrestling, like uh, just his physique and and also what he could do, and it's been cool to see him go. I mean, I'm I'm happy that he's not the bear cat in WWE right now. That's ah, <laughs> uh, that's like a oh yeah, they Vince, changed his
2: gimmick, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, Vince made him the bear cat, and and then you know like had him go through wrestling, basically through training again, right? Leslie might know more than. Yeah,
0: yeah, they sent him back to developmental. So Jack, Keith Lee was with WWE for years. He was retired. And he he's he was in NXT, which is like their second. It's like a mod team kind of. It's like not like it's not
1: real. It's, re- it's, re- it's not like it's the real probably promotion. better than a mod team to be le- to be honest. It's,
0: it's, it's, yeah, it's not like being, it's not like having a sitcom on Comedy Central. It's sure. like doing like you know shows, and so they never like for some reason they didn't think he was ever really ready to be on the main roster on the main TV show, at least not for an extended period, and then they keep kept retooling his gimmick they made him cover up his body with this thing that ended up looking like a muumuu they shamed the big boy Man. out there even though everybody loved him loved him for being a big boy and so jack when you see this wrestler there like that immediately impresses you how can, can you imagine like being a wrestling promoter that would fire this guy because you right. didn't think he had it
1: I also feel like you know, and maybe this is because of the time he spent in WWE. He just came out like just right out of the gate with so much energy. Like I, you know, there were actually a lot of great matches tonight, but that is like I think the standout for me. Just for like this man has something to prove. You know, <laughs> that's really what I felt like watching that match. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a,
2: good, that was a great match. He, he's he's awesome. Mitch Mitch said we didn't really get a chance to talk to him when he was doing PWG, but I did actually having been on the side of meet and greets after podcasts, uh, where people were uh being weird. I was the other side of that. Uh, <laughs> to Lee, where I was just like, like, Oh man, you're so cool. Like, Oh yeah. Like, like held his hand a little too long while he was shaking his hand. He's like, his smile kind of turned to like a, like, okay, buddy, you know, sort of that sort of face. But he was, he was the coolest dude. I bought a, a, a basket is glory shirt from him. And, um, uh, yeah, just that—that that was the last show he did before he went to WWE, before he went to NXT, and so like I just remember b- just gushing to him, just like fanboying out of just like, man, I love your show so much. I'm so excited to see what you do, and I'm excited to see what he does in AEW because what what a what a great uh, place for him to land.
3: I think I think that I try to ask him to come on Doughboys, and that I think he was just confused by it. I think that's, like, <laughs> <laughs> <like, laughs> <laughs> that's kind of it. But he, I mean, like he was so cool to watch in PWG, and then it was exciting, Jack, because they gave him like a run, and it, like he had like a kind of a uh, Royal Rumble moment, mm-hmm. where it seemed like oh shit, like because because he was in NXT, and then and then like would be brought up to the main. Maybe that was that what it was, Leslie, that he was in that he brought, was brought into the Rumble as an NXT guy. Yeah, or yeah, you know,
0: like, I think he came straight from NXT to the Rumble, and that's why it was a big you know, surprise.
3: Yeah. And people, and he had like a great moment where he was like pushing around whoever, like Randy Orton or somebody or something like a a top level guy. And people were like, he's like arrived. This is awesome. And then just nothing. Yeah. Like, 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 as I said, just, they just mistreated them. Vince is an old, it's crazy that WWE is basically like it's succession. It's like, like Shane McMahon just got fired. Like their dad is (laughs) the dad runs the company. It's an insane company. And like, and, and, and it just seems like it's, it's getting worse and worse. And, and it's great that not that, Hey, I got criticisms of AEW too. and, 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 but I, it's so much more fun to watch. It's, and I think it blew Nick and I away when we went to PWG and it was like, these guys are like athletic freaks and they're, like, so fun to watch, and, like, these high flyers and amazing performers. And also, like, a lot of them were really good on the mic and funny, so it was that sort of thing of, like, yeah, man, and they're funny. Like, this is a lot better. We're screwed. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 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 It was like, man, like, we went specifically to a comedy theater, and then these guys were, like, talking and being funnier than, like, a lot of people (laughs) that you see in comedy theaters, and you're like. Oh, this is this is this is crazy, but uh, super super talented guys. Not everyone's great on the mic, but like when when someone has that, they're great on the mic and they're like an incredible performer. That's always it's always fun to see.
0: Well, speaking of that, one of the people who impressed me the most on the mic and in the ring was my girl Serena Deep. I've been watching Serena Deep for about 15 years now. And I absolutely love hearing her talk so much shit and then prove that she could do it and absolutely <laughs> destroy uh, Katie Arquette. No relation to David Arquette, but she
1: does have <laughs> his blessing, by the way. She not in the clan, plan. not in the Arquette clan. Man, that Texas was and a clan. wild match. I mean, that was just, there was a lot of hubris there and it turned out to be very well-founded. <laughs> that was a fun one to watch. I was like, I, I don't know who this Katie Arquette is, but I'm like... And I and they said that maybe she only had only done one match before, but I'm like, did they just like is this like a like an audience member got to go up or something?
3: <laughs> there, there's there's things where people get kind of squashed, Jack, and that was right. That's that was kind of her, but not not to take. I mean, there, that's usually
1: it's like a blackout sketch promise. to go back to mod <laughs> team. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. What? It is. It's, oh, thank you for putting it in mod team, you
4: know <laughs> terms. Uh, <laughs>
3: It is a bit like a blackout sketch, but it's like uh, where someone just gets like the, he- the-, the shit the beaten out of them. Uh, the uh, the, the new, re- the other uh, woman wrestler who uh premier who
1: yeah, who what was her fight. name? Something Q, something I can't remember,
3: yeah, AQA or something. I- I'm getting-, getting it wrong, but she was she was impressive. I thought she was pretty, yeah,
1: good. she was she was cool. There was like a real like kineticism to her fighting, and she lost, you know, mm-hmm. the lady she was up against whose name also escapes me jade just fucking massive just dominant like truly a frightening just like frightening (laughs) to see but the the aqa or whatever her name was i was like she's like cool and like aqa yeah like she was able to like pop off a kick like in midair and like had a real like kineticism to her like i know she lost but you know I, i do hope we get to see more of her
0: yeah, the shooting star press was was very uh, impressive uh, maneuver.
3: I feel like, well, AEW has a ton of talent all over the place. I think one of their criticisms is the is the women's division, which is. Coming into shape, I mean, obviously, they have a huge star in Britt Baker, Jack, which I'm not sure if you saw Britt. Have I mean, you seen Britt at all yet? Oh, is right Britt
1: the, the lady that's the dentist? I think I saw her yeah, one time yeah. when when Leslie had me, like, watch on, on this call-in app. But, yeah, terrifying. A, a, a person who can beat you up and also fuck up your teeth like that. Just awful.
3: <laughs> I wish she actually used that gimmick more. Like, I wish there was a little bit more of, like, 80s WWE where, like, she was – doing more dentistry stuff like
1: in like a bloody you know and bloody bloody scrubs and with a whole bunch of like you know drills and shit like that
3: yeah i mean th- that's that's what i would love to see but people are people are tough on there on the women's division at and at AEW, and i think it's there's a ton of talented wrestlers i mean there's too many talented wrestlers in AEW just in general there's so many good people um and i feel like one of my criticisms of it i, t- I say this to 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 I've said this to wags before but it's that sort of thing of some some like some rivalries just start and end or whatever and like Leo Rush is gone right now and I loved I loved that Dante Martin Leo uh, Leo Rush stuff Leslie I don't know if you feel the same way and so I was kind of sad to uh to to see that Leo is no longer in AEW it was a bummer to me Yeah it really um,
0: sucks actually
3: Yeah and it seems like a thing of like he kind of jack he kind of spoke up against Tony mm. Khan, who's who's like the, who's the owner, the right?
0: Yeah. yeah and the, turns and, out and, there's no good billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so turns
5: out.
3: Um, but but there's just there's so many there's so many talented people and like I almost I, I I wish there was a little bit of a WWE factor to AEW. That being said, the matches just week to week are are so much better, such high quality. But, like, some more backstage stuff, a little more character stuff, like uh, seeing feuds through a little bit. Not to say that they haven't done some stuff that's, like, exceptional, because I really think that they have. And I I told Jack that he should watch uh, The Last All Out, because I think that that's... Like as good of a.
1: Pay-per-view. I've downloaded it. I think I. I think I shall. Great Depending show. on how long this call in goes, maybe even tonight. <laughs> you
3: should. You should watch it. It's. I mean, it's. 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 It's really great.
1: Yeah, it's, it's top to um, bottom awesome.
2: It's. It's just so. Uh, so well done. Yeah, it's one of the one of the best pay per views I've seen. There was right. there was
3: a stretch where it felt like AEW was like like a, a lot of it was like hey there's new people. You know, there's there's new people making their debuts, and 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 that was kind of hooking people around for a while. And I, and I, and tonight's episode was just a great episode. It was like an all like uh, they went all out. Uh, they 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 they, they, really, they and I I thought tonight was like from top to bottom was was great.
1: I, I really did feel like as someone who's like sort of newly watching this and like watching tonight's episode, I was like, this is like insane. I'm like, they do this every week. Good God! Like, yeah. there was like a there was like a title match and like new yeah. people and like old guys, and every match was just like great. Honestly, I was just like, damn, they're doing one of these every Wednesday. Holy shit! I got some.
2: I do have one one Keith leaving real quick for specifically for Jack as a Dragon Ball Z fan. Uh, his his finisher is uh, the Spirit Bomb.
1: Oh wow! So, yeah, yeah. Well, nice that's see. that's pretty powerful. That takes in all the energy of all the people around the world. So to be honest <laughs> with you.
0: <laughs> all right. So this is a call in show, folks. If you want to get in the line, please do so now. We'll start taking your calls. First, uh, oh, looks like we got people hop in, so go ahead, folks. This is a rare opportunity. You can talk about the Doughboys. Hey, you were mentioning awkward conversations with Keith Lee. Let's get some awkward conversations (laughs) (laughs) happening. I made sure to post this link in the Doughboys Reddit. Let's get fucking weird, folks. First caller, what's up? How's it going?
6: Yo, Leslie, what's going on? It's Hansy.
0: Hey, Hansy. Hey, what's
1: going on?
6: Jack, what's going on? Yo, Nick and uh, Mike, man, I'm big fans of
1: yours, man. Uh, nice to see you guys are fellow wrestling fans, too. Oh, God bless you.
0: Thanks for saying that. Oh yeah. 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 Hansi so. is, is the former Wagpacker used to be on the Stern Show. That's true. Wow. wow. That's
6: cool. yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I I know Jack and Mike are, like, huge fans of the Stern Show. They're like, already Art, Lang days and stuff like that. So, That's like, right. No, but um, you guys are talking about meeting wrestlers. Uh, I, I I actually when I met RVD to get an autograph from the guy, like uh, like in two thousand nineteen, he actually goes to me, goes handsy. That sounds familiar. Are you from the Howard Stern show? I'm a huge <laughs> fan, wow. fan of that guy. And then I'm like, yeah, no, that's me. So he was more starstruck to meet me than I was. Him. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, cool. awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That's
3: awesome. That's no, awesome.
6: Th- but oh uh, yeah, but Jack, I, I'm glad that you're like watching a good promotion because like if if I can make a comparison, is like if if it's like uh WWE is like SNL and like all the late night comedy overproduced stuff with like ooh sure more, yeah the horrible dialogue while like you know like AEW is more like like the podcasters and all that kind of stuff with the work rate and for and, sure. Uh, so so I'm, I'm I'm glad that you're I'm glad, I'm glad that you're like finally coming cuz I I know it's hard to get it cuz like if Leslie told you to sit through WWE Raw I guarantee you, you would never talk to Leslie ever again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually did make Jack watch like half a WrestleMania one time. I've watched night.
1: some WrestleManias before and I, I do find them fun but yeah I what uh, I've uh, seen of uh, just uh, the week to week
0: been, been
1: too Yeah. Long, yeah.
6: Uh, I said- I need a lot of calls, so I'll just ask. I'll just uh, give my quick thoughts. I thought this was like one of their better episodes that they've done, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm actually looking forward to the title matches. I'm looking forward to Keith Lee. Um, being able to do what he... What, like, You you guys mentioned it before, the other thing that he did on WWE television that made him look like a big star was that they had him at Survivor Series on the NXT team. And he was actually going toe-to-toe with like one of the main guys, like Roman Reigns. He was going toe-to-toe with him. And I actually thought that he should have been the sole Survivor of that time. So mm-hmm. I'm actually he's there and um i was gonna say yo leslie um you guys this question i'll just hop off did you like the follow-up to what cm punk and mjf did and uh and i'll just leave you guys with that so uh thanks for, ta- thank you for taking my call uh, mike and nick i'm a big fan of you guys so thanks for talking to me man peace out oh, thanks, yeah, man thanks, thanks. thanks. thanks so nice much
0: thanks so much uh, yeah I like the CM Punk stuff I especially like having a little dream tag team match in the show impromptu dream tag team it made the show feel kind of big I thought it was a good match a good, a good couple several segments I actually thought the MJF segment opening the show was so fucking
1: I, funny I, the MJF like coming in on the throne was truly funny and I, that guy is actually great like he really is a great heel It's he's fun to oh, watch man.
3: MJF is like maybe my favorite going right now I really that guy's great he's so I mean he's just he's so entertaining he's so I mean that's a guy who's so 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 good on the mic and look I I didn't really I didn't really when I fell out of wrestling is when CM Punk kind of was coming up and doing his thing in WWE there was like a stretch of time there where I didn't watch it and so I didn't I did I didn't like I I loved when he came back just because I knew who he was and I knew everything that was going on of course and it was cool to see him come back to wrestling, but I wasn't like you know I wasn't like like oh hell yeah I can't wait to watch him every week but he's been entertaining I, I think I think I, I wonder what's going to happen like uh like like obviously I think he's going to beat MJF at some at some point but I'm kind of I'm kind of I, Leslie I wonder how you feel about it too but I'm kind of ready for him to like for so long he's just kind of been like I'm like happy to be here and I'm like happy to work with like younger guys and I wonder what his attitude is going to be like after all that goes by, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So I meant you're very perceptive because even though you haven't seen CM Punk uh, really before, like, you know, he's a naturally a bad guy. He's naturally a heel. Yes. People mm. don't generally don't fall in love with the dead, dead eyed tattooed guy who looks like <laughs> he's like a white supremacist. in Joe, he's not, <laughs> but like, he, you know, he's generally he's got not the look. Like, Yeah, he's usually not a good guy. And so everybody's kind of waiting for him to finally turn and for MGF to actually be proven right when he says, no, CM Punk doesn't care about anybody but himself. I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure they're just taking their time. But I'm looking forward to it. I think think it's going to be pretty, pretty good. And we'll go ahead, take our next caller. And, folks, you can call in about anything. We're talking wrestling. But this is your show. This is culture. You can talk about anything you want. Please don't be afraid to call in. And Nick, what is up? How's it going?
7: Hey, fellas. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm doing well. And I'm sorry. I just joined in. It sounds like the conversation again is really wrestling centric, which uh, completely over my head. And I'm so sorry. You can call about anything. It's all good. But the thing was okay because I did have a question, but I didn't know if this is like. Uh, I don't mean to make anybody uncomfortable or hot seat stuff, but. Uh, uh, big fan of the Doughboys. Uh, Nick and Mitch, you guys are great. Uh, and Nick. the thing about you guys that I, I find really interesting and I guess what I've got a question about or that generates com- some kind of conversation or whatever you feel comfortable talking about. Like my first introduction to you was back in like to really date myself and this um, back when I was like super into podcasts. It was like. All over the place. I was listening to all the Smodcast stuff and a bunch of Earwolf stuff. And uh, this was before Bernie Sanders and the very clear liberal left divide happened. But um, my first introduction to you was uh, like the the podcast Get Up On This was a big fan of yours. And then what started to kind of happen was like... Uh, Matt on that podcast was the guy that was like, everybody needs to suck it up and vote for Clinton and everybody saying otherwise needs to just suppress all their feelings and just like that's that's basically when I started to just kind of be hyper critical and hyper vigilant about this kind of like really kind of pernicious liberalism that I, I saw kind of creeping into all of my entertainment and I had to make very clear uh, you know, I would edit these things for my life because I just kind of couldn't deal with them anymore. But the thing that I find really fascinating about you guys is that, like, even though I, I feel like you're you're of that world, you're deciding to hang out with people like Leslie and Jack instead of those guys. And I guess I'm I'm curious uh, <laughs> if if there was any sort of like colossal falling out between you and certain people within that whole. Realm, Or if you still managed to get along with everybody somehow and how you kind of uh, navigate that, or if you did have to like really pick some battles and have some really uncomfortable conversations to just kind of stake out, you know, your own positions and beliefs, despite kind of coming up in that world.
3: Just just to put a time frame on this, when they said like you got to vote for Clinton, were they talking Bill or Hillary? You
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there was a big divide about Perot and Clinton <laughs> on, on the get up on this podcast in K Rock in nineteen
5: ninety
2: seven. Thank thanks for the thanks for the question, Nick. I mean, I, I guess it it, it it sounds like you're you're asking if we if this has been. Uh, you know, and if there's, like, a, like, some sort of careerist angle to this, I guess? Like, is there, and I guess probably the answer is... Yes. If you more cleanly align yourself... <laughs> yeah, if you more cleanly align yourself with liberal values, you know, that kind of limousine, liberal Hollywood side of things, you are, you know, perhaps some doors are open to you that otherwise wouldn't be. Uh, I, I think Mitch and I are both just, like, a little bit more... And Mitch, you, you please, please please speak for yourself, but like are a little bit more um, just like I, I, cynical is the wrong word, because I don't think I don't think necessarily that's 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 our political stance. But like, we're just a little bit more leftist and a little bit more, you know, pro worker and a little bit less about the kind of, you know, uh, uh, some of the sort of more optical liberalism that seems to be so pervasive, as you observed in in, in you know, mass media. So. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess the short answer to your question it doesn't seem like there have been any, any there's there's been any sort of like huge fallout for me. I think the biggest thing that happened for me was just some um, people I just don't t- really talk to anymore. Um and uh, some people unfollowed me on social media which who gives a shit, you know? But I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. Mitch, I what's what's your take? Well, I've
3: known Jack since he was 20 and I was 23 or you know whatever. So I like uh... You know, back then, it wasn't like we were, like, uh, I didn't give a shit about a lot of politics, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. I mean, like I, like, I mean that in the way of, like, I've always cared about people and, and, you know, and being on the right side of stuff. I'm just, I just never was super politically active back when I was 23 years old. And
2: can can I say real quick, just just, just something in Mitch's uh, to Mitch's credit? of the people i know personally like mitch for the longest of anyone has been talking about climate change which is like for a guy who doesn't claim to be politically astute it's this guy like 15 years ago was like dude climate change man this is bad news
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: i know very little i know like jack and and i I appreciate that jack and Wags are much uh you know they're way on top of things and they uh you know they they they're they're on top of the news and they read stuff and they know they know what's going on. Leslie you too. I'm just saying of, of the guys when I was hanging out and and I, I I definitely looked to Jack and Weiger for opinions on stuff. Don't always agree, of course. Like I think all 3 of us probably don't agree with each other, but like to me I never I never would lose friends over some stuff like that. Even I mean I have friends back east who are who've gone the other way and like I love them like family, but I'm not gonna cut people out of my life just because I, I, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, obviously it's a hard thing and, you, and, and it's a hard thing to talk about, but, um, I mean, like, if people are like dorky about Hillary Clinton, I don't give a shit, you know what I mean? Like, they can be dorky about Hillary Clinton. I, I wanted to vote for Ber- Bernie Sanders and I would just always say that. I just... I don't, I don't, I don't, and I always, I think that, like, I always will make that clear, and I think Nick and Jack definitely make that clear, but I, I, I don't think it's ever a thing where we're kind of hiding, yeah. what we believe, or, or thinking differently of people, I mean, like, people got annoying and dorky online, but I feel like that's, like, probably people who would be that way anyways, and maybe I wouldn't be too close to anyhow, and if they, if I was close to them, like, Like Nick said, I I don't think I would fall out over it, but maybe just, like, you know, not look at tweets all the time.
1: What I think, honestly, you know, is that, to be honest with you, people in Hollywood are not that political for real, and they don't remember very much stuff. And I think that Nick and Mitch have mostly, like, not been, like, mean to people online, and that's not politics. I was mean to people online, and people hold, like, grudges over that. But I think for the most part, like, the liberal left divide – you know, people are just fucking talking about shit on podcasts, but I think so, a lot more of it was that, like, I acted like a little dick to people, and, like, they do remember that. They don't give a fuck of who you vote for. You know, people in Hollywood just want to make money. They truly don't give a shit about the <laughs> politics side of it. No one's going to actually hold a grudge over it except for, like if you fucking dunked on them online, and then they'll nurse that wound forever and never forget it for the rest of their days.
0: Uh, well, Nick, Nick, thank you so much uh, for that call. <laughs> it took us a very interesting direction. Thank you so much for calling in again, Nick, as always. I have a,
3: I have, I have a Hillary Clinton doll, by the way, that I found in my in when I was <laughs> I was cleaning out Palmerston. Jack, I think it belonged to you. I'm going to give it to you again. It's a little Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Hey, I voted for Hillary. I, you know, I, like, uh, you know that's, uh, wow. that's the option I had. But, you know, I don't know. It was but,
1: very uh, important to do here in California. So I, I thank you for your service in doing so.
0: <laughs> All right. And we'll take our uh, next caller. Uh, Chris, come on up. Unmute yourself whenever you're ready.
3: I got an RVD story, by the way, Leslie, that I'll tell in a little bit. Wow. Just in that, I always saw RVD. I used Chris. to see RVD walking around down by the fox lot all the time. And then this goes <laughs> into another story. And he used to come into The Simpsons. Like, he would come into The Simpsons. But he always, he always used to go to, like, Kevin Smith's, like, like – Remember Kevin Smith had that, like, a, like a DVD comic place down on uh, – Secret on, Stash.
7: On... <laughs> secret Stash.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Secret Stash. We used to have to get stuff from Secret Stash all the time, or whatever it was before that. Too. Wait, so and, is and your RVD I, story? That's funny I like
2: you... saw RVD a few times.
1: Or is there? I, no,
3: it goes. It, it goes into a Bret Hart story, but I saw. It R- is. RVD. Okay. I
1: it's funny that. to me that Kevin Smith's comic shop used to be named after, like, kind of alluding to weed, and now he probably just actually has a weed shop. You know, uh,
2: <laughs> I would think so. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. That's money just laying on the table. Anyway,
2: R- we we'll he
3: would come into the Simpsons, and I would say, and I would, and I would talk to him a
1: little bit. But yeah, well, I'll, I'll
3: get to the I'll get to the Bret Hart story afterwards. Let's get
0: all right. Let's, we'll get our next caller in, and then we'll get the Bret Hart story. I uh, how's it going? Thank you so much for calling back to Culture.
5: Hey guys. Hey, what's up, dude? Wow, it's, it's so exciting. What 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 political question you have? For you. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's it's a variation on the train uh, the train problem. Oh boy! <laughs> no, I kill I, them uh, all. I, That's
1: what I say. Kill them all, let God sort them out. Can we get two trains? Can we get two trains?
5: <laughs> uh, I, I'm Canadian, so uh, we, we have um, yeah, we're, we're all Democrats here. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> so, so uh, being so uh, fortunate and honored to have uh, this table here of intelligent, um, experienced podcasters, and Mitch. Uh,
3: wow! <laughs>
5: wow! Fuck off! Wow! <laughs> no, no, Mitch. I, I we I've met you. You're wonderful. You're very smart. I had to thank you. you know, squeeze thank you that for in. Uh, Okay. One thing I wanted to mention is, I actually. Came upon Bugmain's Taxi Driver remake homage.
1: Okay, uh, sure.
5: So that's great.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think it's maybe the best movie of 2021, if I'm being honest.
5: It's it's on the top ten, absolutely. snubbed at the Oscars. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's a, a, right adjacent to Red Rocket. I think they're like double screening <laughs> right there. Uh, I'm re- I would really like to hear you guys talk about be- because you really are so experienced putting your personas out there for so long and you've been in uh the la the scenes the uh, hollywood whatever this community i'm really interested in as media has evolved with this seg- segmented nicheification, all that i could i could get if it's just like you deal with it the this art commerce balance of like selling out you got a job you got something to do but you can also bypass that when you do have a good measure of success, as you you guys do in, in your own uh, degrees and everything. I'm interested in how you kind of balance like your, your souls or your sanity or, your happiness <laughs> or whatever you really give a shit about at this point. <laughs> Well, I you mean, might have noticed that I'm
1: stepping away from all of it because uh I did feel that my soul was being gobbled up. Uh and so I don't have a Twitter anymore or a Twitch show and you have to come onto apps like Colin to actually speak to me. Um because uh <laughs> because I did feel my soul being gobbled away and I'm I'm desperate to get it back.
3: Yeah. I mean like, look, <laughs> selling out is even harder than you think it is. I mean like I probably would have sold out a bunch <laughs> now. It's hard. I mean like uh <laughs> You can't even like to sell out is like I can't believe Mitch did like that sitcom and I'm like I would like gladly
5: do that. So, like, I
4: would...
1: Selling out is harder and it like pays less than it ever has. You know what I mean? Like, still, like you have to sell your soul to get like fifty dollars to do a fucking Funnier Die commercial. Like that 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 bridge has long since passed, frankly. Yeah, no,
3: it's, I, it, it got it got destroyed. I mean, like you want to make good stuff, but like making something you love or and then even being like i'm gonna try to do so, like one for like i'm gonna do like a more sellouty thing i'm gonna try to make this broad and appeal to everybody and that still doesn't work so it's just yeah. it's a sort of thing of like you know hey,
5: the to answer I, your question we
1: have all the tried to sell out hard as hard as we can <laughs> as hard as we possibly can nobody wants it nobody wants what we're selling
5: I, i'm trying to connect with this notion of like pervasive cynicism because even starting up with the wrestling conversation which is having uh, a type of resurgence these things always happen in waves but you also yeah. have like like i i'm 40 right so just turned 40 uh Congrats. so there's this like return whatever age of aquarius uh but like <laughs> uh you know everything's being uh, our, our 80s childhood's being repackaged regurgitated and sold back to us and mm-hmm. i mean there's a market for it absolutely and so the market exists money exists focus groups yada yada but if it, yeah. this is like pervasive uh, mediocrity, and that's being promoted, and and it's it's okay, people got to work, people got to rig up and lighting and all that shit, but as you know, artists. <laughs> Talented, talented, wonderful.
1: We are fabulous. podcast artistes. Yeah.
5: We, we step on the
1: mic, and our artistry is saying whether or not we liked a movie or whether the fries were good, stuff like yeah.
5: that. Yeah, and so we, we do have a lot of callers in the
0: line, so we're going to move on. But thank you so much for calling in. I, thank it was you good guys. to talk I'll,
3: to you. I'll, I'll address this quickly and just, in uh, uh, Fautiste, so just in that. I think that, like, it's that sort of thing of, of yeah, they, they're The thing that makes me more sad is that that stuff is embraced and then when you're like, I don't really like that. I had like an issue with that movie and then people are like, fuck you.
1: And I I, I kind of agree with Mitch where it's like I actually feel like entertainment has mostly been dog shit for like a lot of time. But it used to get bad reviews and now it's like the whole, you know, ecosystem and the entire thing is built up so that like – if you say that anything is less than perfect everybody is like shrieking at you all the time but you know I don't know
3: people people got mad at me because I said the yellow jackets pilot wasn't great the other I like it just wasn't for me I don't care if people like it like I have no I, like I have no issue with that at all. But I just, yeah. I just, I just didn't love it, and then people got mad at me, and it's, uh, I, and I think some of that is healthy. Like it's fun to,
4: like, yeah.
1: But then you also stuff. did go and respond to those people on Reddit, right? Man, like you yeah, were also I, I, getting I, I, so. Yeah, that's <laughs> I,
4: that's your like also not
1: perfect. That's not perfect either. No, it's, it's horrible.
0: How dare you respond to somebody? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the beauty of call in, and, and we have a guest, my guest from last week, Tamaya. Thank you so much. Calling Hello. In. How are you doing? Hello.
8: Hi. I'm doing Hello. wonderful. Hi guys. Um I have a question uh because while I was watching the show I noticed I was really upset about something that no one on my timeline was. Um and that is during the inner circle segment listening to the audience respond to everyone's part. I'm mostly curious Leslie and everyone else um, but what did you think about the audience and their? Um, They're very indecisive, hmm. and I just think very bad um, with helping <laughs> propel that.
1: Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I kind of you know I was watching. Leslie was streaming it to me, so it was somewhat choppy. So maybe I didn't pick it up. But you know, maybe MJF is right about these Atlantic City audiences. Maybe it is a cesspool. <laughs> I mean,
3: it's funny because you'll see different audiences, like at at different shows, and like uh, sometimes like oh, this is kind of a bad crowd. So I, I get that I get that feeling some of the time when I'm watching when I'm watching it, and because I, I thought the opening was a lot of fun, and and yeah, I, I don't know, maybe 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 it was a bad crowd. It, it is that sort of thing too of like you never know. Like uh, I guess with with dynamite they should be excited because leslie is it right that they, they they film a couple different things right like uh will they film dynamite and then mm. rampage
0: yes and sometimes they do i do they i don't think yeah they do dark before
1: oh do they oh really interesting before? they film them back to back that's interesting i had no idea
8: they'll do the dark pre-show um they shouldn't and be then tired start the, the show <laughs> Well, it's not even. What was your problem with them? What was it? It's not that they were were tired. It's one, I think a lot of them were really big on Chris Jericho, but Mm. the reactions weren't even solely supporting Jericho in everything. It was first with Santana and Ortiz, uh, the booze that they got while they were trying to kind of break free and show their independence and make really good points. Um, against how Jericho's been holding them back, uh, but then they would switch to you know, booing Jericho, and then they got really excited when yeah. Sammy came on, and then they started booing Sammy, yeah, and
0: I yeah, but, Take a side. A Thank you for laying that out. I have kind of <laughs> forgotten, yeah, it would kind of, it like because it seemed like moment to moment it seemed like. Like I actually thought that Sammy was gonna be like actually Jericho, you are being a piece of shit, and you're out. I thought maybe that was where it was going, but yeah. the crowd did not seem to understand like what they wanted to happen.
8: It was just such yeah. a good segment that drove me crazy because if anything, I think that made it look worse and more difficult mm. for the next show to pick up on that.
3: I, I I have I have a thought on this, and I don't know if anyone will agree. But there was there were rumors that Jericho was gonna go for a while and I think Jericho needs to get out like there's a couple like there's a couple factions that just in and, and, and it seemed like they were starting it tonight with Matt Hardy walking away. And maybe Jeff Hardy comes around and that would be fun and but like uh and I actually do think Andrade Hardy family office is funny to like add another person onto it, but it just feels like some people are getting lost in these factions and I think Jericho's gonna just—he's gonna—he's gonna disappear for a minute. The, 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 Tony I, Khan
2: I, should use his fortune to book Fozzie on a world tour, and then just <laughs> <laughs> take Jericho out of the picture for like six months.
3: Yeah, Jericho needs to be gone for like six months. I, I agree with that. Like a uh, five or six, and then when he came back, people will go will go nuts too. I, I just Sammy's Sammy's the champ. Leslie, I don't know how you feel about this. You might hate this. I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way, but. Santana and Ort- or, Ort- or Ortiz should they should be they should be more in the picture with like, you know, going up against uh Phoenix and, and Penta and you know what I mean? Like they should they should be wrestling more and, and and I don't know. It it kinda has gotten a little stale. So I would I would just be booing Jericho if I was there personally.
0: Well, I like that the fact that they aren't doing their own thing is part of the storyline and it's just like I think AEW does a good job of heating up guys and then cooling off guys. And even though they they basically say, all right, Centennial Ortiz, we got this other stuff going, we got to cool you off. Well, now that becomes this inner this story about the inner circle, the actual real fact that they weren't booking them for anything big becomes part of the story. I like that. I feel like just yeah. AEW has such a huge roster. They're going to have to, like, they regularly yeah. rotate um, people out. And they really, like um, – Compared to, like, WWE, where WWE will do the same, like, every feud lasts for three months with some guys, you know, where it's just, like, they wrestle week after week, and you see the same people on TV every week after week, and it's just, like, AEW is just a very different company about a lot of stuff, and no wrestling TV show has really kind of tried to strike... Uh, this sort of you know balance, uh, but getting back to the inner circle match next week, I, I wonder what everyone thinks could or should happen. Like, do they just beat the shit out of each other and then hug it out after the fact, that somebody end up getting kicked out? I actually, pr- I actually would like to see Jericho uh, driven out, like you think Santina or T, Ate- they're going to leave, but actually, they ha- uh, Hagar and Sammy uh, realize that hey, uh, they're making some points. And Jericho needs to go.
3: Yeah, I, I think my thought was that Jake is going to turn on uh, – uh, yeah, Jake is going to turn on – I can't say his last name. Jake is going to turn on Jericho um, and and like within that match. And then Jericho is maybe going to be gone for a while because there is there, – uh, so, supposedly he is supposed to, to disappear for a little bit. But I, but I think that Jericho maybe getting in the boot is the best way to do it. Wags, what do you think?
2: Yeah I mean I I I like that and I I like your guys angle and I also just say the more generally to to Maya's point like it, as a wrestling fan and and Jack, you'll track this more as you start to watch more as you become more immersed in this world. It is mm-hmm. a, a particular annoyance of me when the audience's reaction doesn't track with what they should be doing yeah. <laughs> like when they're when they're like and sometimes it's it's the you know the way the show is booked. sometimes it's like, hey, this this crowd got tired or this crowd is unclear on who the heel is, you know, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's just like there's there's just kind of a shitty house. Uh, and, uh, yeah, what we would honestly, Mitch, you know, we've seen that kind of happen with PWG crowds where they've kind of degraded over time from being like, oh man, these houses used to consistently be awesome to be like, all right. There's a lot of people who are a little annoying in this crowd who kind of just almost just want to do bits. They almost want to make the show about them Mm -hmm. in the audience, as opposed to like, just being a part of this energy. He's talking about me. I
1: try
4: to do be- that. <laughs> yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs>
4: Very like, passive-aggressive way IFC, to do it. i IFC, but- IFC! IFC! <laughs> 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 That's why he said that to me. He's like, oh, IFC. I like, oh, IFC. <laughs> well, well Tamaya, uh,
0: thank you so much uh, for your your call. Please uh, do call, call back in. We'll have to get you on the, the show again. Uh, thank you so much. Yes, I'd love uh, to. Thank you. Thank you. you. Alright, so we're going to get to ma'am. our... our our next call is really quickly so we can wrap up the show. But Sam, go ahead. Unmute yourself. How's it going? I'm good. Um, I just want to know. I have a political question.
5: I hope that's okay. I sure. don't know. Who would you rather vote for, um, Glenn Jacobs or Jesse Ventura? <laughs> Ooh, Glenn
4: good question.
5: Good question.
0: I actually think wow. it's a pretty easy one. Jesse, the yeah, body, has much. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: I've wanted to vote for Jesse Ventura for as long as I, as he's run, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like
0: <laughs> he's actually kind of good. He's like low key, kind of nice. He
1: sadly that. hasn't been yeah. in any elections that I that I've been able to. You know, I was. <laughs> Hoping he maybe would do the Libertarian Party ticket or something like that, but yeah, I'm I'm just ready. I'm raring raring to go to, to vote for the body.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. It, Bernie I'm, Sanders I'm, versus Jesse Ventura would be a little bit harder.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I got to go Ventura after 2020. You know, I think I would have to go Ventura. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think in that matchup I'll I'll go Ventura, uh, which is which is tough because my politics line up one to one with Glenn Jacobs, but <laughs> <laughs> but I do but just just. Jesse Ventura has gubernatorial experience. It's true. Which counts for something.
1: You yeah. need executive experience. He can get things done.
2: I think um,
3: your, your wardrobe matches up one-to-one with that.
8: Uh, wear <laughs> Weiger, Weiger, Weiger wears a cane mask. Weiger's always wearing a cane mask.
5: <laughs> All
0: right, well, Sam, thank you so much for that very, very funny call. Please call back in again, no, absolutely, a- absolutely any time. And Shane, how's it going? Our last caller of the night. Hi, Shane. What's up?
3: What's
0: up, Shane? Just unmute yourself. Okay, the there bottom? we go. It w- it yeah. wasn't
4: unmuting. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, hey, what's going on, guys? What's uh, happening? Uh, uh, Leslie, thanks for for doing the show. It's really cool. I've been seeing a lot more of your uh, wrestling takes on Twitter lately. Oh, and thank I thank you. And I feel like I've seen them like more now that like AEW is in here, and like there's like so much more cool shit to talk about. Um, and so that just kind of, I kind of wanted to get um, everyone's perspective on this, like uh, especially the, the wrestling fans. Um, so like I'm uh, I'm 28, and like I was watching wrestling when I was a kid, when I was little, like right around like right when the Attitude Era started. So I was like a little little kid, and then like I was basically watching wrestling, you know, through the 2000s was kind of like my era of like of like really kind of uh, getting into this world. And um, I'm trying to think, like, because right now, like, for as long as I've liked wrestling, to me, this era that we're living in right now in terms of, of of the product, it's kind of, like, to me, it's, like, the most exciting time for me to be a fan. And, like, I feel like this era is, like, super special. And so I was just kind of thinking about, you know, um, with the knowledge that y'all have had, you know, in the from kind of being a wrestling fan, like, different parts of life, um, does kind of, like, where, like, where did... Like what kind of what era of being a wrestling fan were y'all the most excited and y'all like felt wrestling was at the best and how do you think like where do you think we are now and like how does it compare to like um, just kind of y'all's experiences wrestling fans does that make sense Did that yeah yeah absolutely yeah totally great
0: question Shane thank you so much for that so I I don't know maybe I'll be the the downer at for, at, at the beginning but it's like you know maybe a million people watch that show tonight. Uh, It used to be 10 million people watching wrestling on TV on a Monday night. And before that, an era that I think was probably even better for wrestling, before wrestling became just a TV show that people sat at home and watched, you have the territory era where wrestling was a live show that you went out and you saw every week because you were seeing your local regional wrestling show and it would run every week or every month in the same building and you would see these these really fine fantastic promotions with world-class wrestlers but it wasn't just you know one or now we have one one and a half uh companies competing uh for the crown it was like you had multiple uh companies and multiple regions and i think that was probably a better time than wrestling that more resembles what the scene like is in japan now and i think that's just like a healthier way to have professional wrestling
2: yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. And, and And it does speak to sort of this, just the, uh, you know, increasingly fractured, uh, you know, culture we have. Uh, I, I will say my, my more optimistic take as someone who it sounds like had kind of a similar period of, of wrestling fandom, although I'm significantly older than Shane, uh, I was definitely watching, you know, WCW a lot through the nineties and through the early two thousands, basically up until Monday Nitro uh, met its bitter end. And, and uh, comparing that to now, I mean, there's they definitely have a lot of like fond memories of of that era and uh, and of going to to house shows. But I, I just like now, I just think it's so great. I just like I'm so I've never been more excited about pro wrestling and AEW has me so engaged. And when there's a there's a local indie show now, like I'm so excited to go see GCW uh, or, uh, or or what have you. Uh, I, I I guess I think kind of think of like wrestling like video games is like as much nostalgia as they have for the Super Nintendo and for the Nintendo 64 and for 90s PC games and for for old school isometric bioWare RPGs I do think just video games have never been better on balance mm-hmm. and and I think that just like the the wrestling that you can see you know that you can watch New Japan in, in the U S that you can just get an app and get a subscription. You can just watch it if you want, you know, that there are so many indie shows, uh, indie promotions that are going on and that just the level of talent and athleticism, uh, has has gotten so high that for me makes me very bullish on this current era in pro wrestling.
4: Yeah. And also like, it's getting a lot more creative, like the things that people are doing, right. Like, their interpretation of the slang. like it's so like, there's so like, so many different things and like, like the cool promotions are doing a lot more like, Really creative, like gimmicks, uh, matches, and stuff, and it's it's pretty sweet.
3: Yeah, I, I I was Attitude Era. I liked I liked Attitude Era stuff. I mean, like I saw Hogan stuff and everything like that when I was a kid, and like you know on the weekend or whatever. So, like I feel like Sunday morning, I'd see like repeats of WWF or whatever. And uh, then when I was in like uh like high school, maybe my sophomore year, I got into it. For like two or three years big time and I loved Stone Cold like that whole whole error there and, and
2: uh, it was great just just, to, just on that point Mitch has said a number of times Stone Cold Steve Austin is a top 10 character
1: in all of <laughs> 100% like Captain Ahab Captain a- Stone Cold Steve Austin James Bond <laughs> that's, that's all one right. of the best
3: characters of fiction and and, and, and I, I truly I mean I truly do believe that but I was I, on a, on our walk today with Jack I yeah. saw this thing where I was like wrestling AEW has made wrestling fun again and it's that sort of thing of like how Netflix sucks or something and it's like mm-hmm. it's kind of a shitty company and then like if you had like a service that like made good movies and yeah. TV shows and like,
1: it's like doing. if there was a new movie studio and they were making good yes. stuff and like people were watching it, we'd be like, keep go for it. That rocks. Yeah. Like, it's, like <laughs> it's good. We're
3: like having fun watching it. Like that's how I kind of feel about all of it right now. It's, it's, it's exciting. And it's, it's it's been great, Leslie. The only thing know.
1: the only thing I'll say and for me, I've only been watching for the last 2 weeks. So the last 2 weeks is the best era in wrestling um <laughs> of all time. Uh but for me, Leslie, you say a million people watched and I'm like that is of course so much less than, you know, 10 million, you know, when people, you know, in in the old days were watching it, but no one watches fucking anything these days. I'm like a million is like one of the higher numbers you get on television and on cable. I think that there's maybe like 600,000 people total subscribed to the Peacock app. You know what I mean? Like that they're getting a million is still pretty wild in, in 2022.
0: Well, folks, you gotta get you gotta get on Yellowstone because ten million people still watch that.
1: (laughs) Well, not know that that's Yellowstone. There's jacket and stone. Sorry, I'm confused. Yellowstone, Yellowstone.
0: (laughs) All right, right, folks, we. Yeah, we've been going for about an hour now, so we're going to wrap things up. But, everyone, thank you so much for calling in. We will have to do this again. I would love to talk wrestling, uh, with all of you, once again. Everyone, thank you so much. Uh, it it's get, is getting late here on the East Coast. Don't want to hold y'all too much longer. But thank you so much for being on co- Culture. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Uh, yeah, James anytime.
2: Anytime.
1: This, this was a blast. That, Thanks, everyone, yeah, for calling, way. too. Yeah, yeah, good to I talk know, to you, everybody.
2: I
8: just, I,
3: didn't, I I turned down giving Bret Hart a ride to the airport.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, pretty good. Right. <laughs> pretty good. All
5: right, well, on
0: that note, folks, have a good night. Peace.
5: Goodbye. See ya.